and welcome to the Halos and Games Cast, episode 136. My name is Jeffrey Morse. Joining me today is Nathan Wagner. Um, this episode is also episode number 10, because if you add 1 and 3 and 6 together, it makes 10. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Uh, also with us is Rob Douglas. <laughs> um, can we just start over because my brain hurts now from that math <laughs> i recently passed a very important math test nathan and math have a very special relationship we've known this for a while but uh anyways this is not a math podcast this is a video game show where we were talking all about video games specifically about e3 since it's just around the corner for everyone listening to this, um, really, E3 starts um, Sunday the, was it, the 12th? Uh, the 9th. No, it is the 9th, June the 9th. 9th. Oh, we June are recording 9th. this on Tuesday, June 4th. So yeah. any crazy leaks that happen after this, we are not responsible for. <laughs> yes, you guys should be listening to this on Wednesday if you uh, got it as soon as it's available. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- it's been a fun week because there's been a lot of announcements kind of coming out before E3. We got some more coming up uh, in the next few days leading up to E3 as well. Um, but yeah, Microsoft's big show is on Sunday and I think Nintendo's is Monday morning, if, if I remember correctly. Uh, Tuesday morning, I believe. Oh, Tuesday morning. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, their, it's their preferved time slot. No making us wait. But, yes. uh, well, usually we'd have Sony on Monday night. But hey, you can look forward to Square Enix and Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I know you're dying for that game, Jeffrey. Hey, I will be turning into the, the Square press conference because um, I have a feeling you might see that Avengers game because it's Crystal on Dynamics is making it and they've partnered with Square Enix yeah. before. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be there. We'll see. I'm sure um, it will be. Anyways, Probably. on today's show, we're to be talking all about our favorite e3 predictions dreams hopes speculation it'll be a fun episode we do this one every year uh, the week before e3 and then uh you know next episode we'll talk about how wrong we all are and you know maybe we'll maybe we'll get one or two right who knows but uh first we always like to start off the show with uh, the current news stories and um it has the, been the 10 year anniversary of minecraft and uh to kind of celebrate this microsoft has released updated numbers that uh Minecraft has officially sold over 176 million copies worldwide. I'll say that again: 176 million copies. Which of makes Minecraft. it the the most or the best-selling video game in history. Yes, that's not even really close. Like, <laughs> the best-selling game this gen, other than Minecraft, has been Grand Theft Auto. Uh, was it five? Five. Five. five, five. Yeah, GTA Five. Um, and I think it sold like ninety million or something like that. Yeah. But that includes last-gen sales as well, because it came exactly. out twice. And so about yeah. about half the total sales of Minecraft, which is bonkers ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. You know, like we have, we have what? There's not even like ninety million. Pe- There's like barely. Like Sony just hit 90 million PS4s, like even sold. And that's cut consoles. Like this is twice the number of PS4 consoles in the world. Um, is how many you know units Minecraft has sold? But you know it, it is on you know every platform pretty much known to man that's been available since 2011. Um, but you know it just goes to show the success, and especially you know with Minecraft, Microsoft after they purchased Minecraft, really pushing it forward to every other console. You know, not making it a yeah. you know Microsoft exclusive or anything, which is. You know, like Do you guys think that they've situation. made their money back on that yet? Because I think they purchased it for something like two billion. It was like quite a chunk of change. Looking I know at these that. numbers, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they made that back in the first week. Yeah. You're crazy. Well, I, I, Minecraft I, I, has expanded into uh, 
uh, education edition as well, um, which I've yeah. used. Um, you know, educators can use, and that that one's actually I think a little bit cheaper because it's about five dollars per license for year. Um, yeah. So you know, you, you have a class with let's say ten students, right? That's about fifty bucks uh, to do that for each year, and then obviously you have to renew it for the next year. But yeah, just Minecraft is everywhere. Every every kid, almost everyone has played and heard of Minecraft. It's you know just really solid game, and you know you got to give kudos to uh, you know the developers for keep on updating it and keeping that uh, game current ever since it launched in beta. You know, <laughs> back when we were what like in high school, I remember. I had a friend who was was playing in, oh, yeah. in beta, and I was like, "What is this game?" And I, I you, I would have never guessed, you know, we'd be here as the best selling game of all time. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crazy to see the development, and I guarantee those numbers are going to continue to rise. Yeah, they're not going to make Minecraft two. They'll just keep on selling the original and adding things in. Minecraft two, the dark and gritty edition. Give it to us. Wasn't that <laughs> Minecraft story mode by Telltale? <laughs> Was uh, it dark and gritty? I thought it was like family friendly. I don't, well, know. I don't know. I feel like well, Telltale Candy uh, could be dark and gritty. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Cuphead is now releasing on another platform. No, not the PlayStation 4, but Tesla Cars. <laughs> Rob, please explain this to us. Elon Musk basically said, hey, we're going to start putting... Uh, testing out the Unity system on our Teslas, and the first game that they announced that they think they're going to throw on there is Cuphead. <laughs> I such a good idea. Honestly, I'm really shocked that this is the game they chose because, as we all know, Cuphead is not the original port to every single avenue ever. That's Elder Scrolls Skyrim. <laughs> So you're happy so, because we're not getting me. Skyrim on Tesla yet? <laughs> so I think I think once we get Skyrim on Tesla, you know you've made it. But to say Cuphead on Tesla, nah, come on, dude. Until you can boost for a dot while driving down the highway in your super fancy Tesla, it's not worth it. I would. I feel like like a less stressful and intense game should come to Tesla. Yeah. Like Cuphead is a very hard. Like you need to basically. Uh, perfectly get your button combinations and presses yeah. right like you can't play Which, with the touch screen like you, you, have you shouldn't be control. playing that as you're driving down the highway even if your tesla is self-driving which they are but still i feel like it should be more like a, a swipe game or, or something that's just a, takes a little less focus um yeah. can we just go well, let's just take a step back here and just go why are we putting a video game on a touch screen that the driver can see <laughs> People are already driving distracted enough. Let's not give them the most yeah. intense game or any video game well, they, to play. They do have some old school like Atari games and arcade games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I've driven a Tesla once, and I think I played like Space Invaders or something on it. Um, but, yeah, the fact that Cuphead's on there is very strange because, you know, people are just going to end up like destroying their Tesla by like chucking their controller like at the car and like breaking something because it's so difficult. And I actually read that they're only putting the first section of the game basically the first third of the game on the tesla um probably because they don't expect anyone to actually uh be able to beat it while they're driving um but uh yeah it's definitely an interesting story so thanks for finding ridiculous it's ridiculous i i just saw that one i i literally when i saw that article title i i paused and went wait what just to save yourself the trouble buy it on the switch and you can uh, take it in the tesla and play it when you're parked and uh you don't have to worry about it but uh, playing it on the car. Um, We're, we, we promote safe driving around here. 
Yes, we do. Say no to Cuphead while driving in Tesla. Say no to Cuphead. <laughs> Um, so Destiny 2 is in the news today. Um, they officially launched uh, the newest season today. There's a new raid that actually just went live uh, right before we started recording this. Uh, I'm excited to bring you guys uh, impressions next week. Um, I'm, I'm raiding uh, tomorrow with, uh, with uh, all the raid group. Uh, we put together a raid group. And this is like the first time I've raided like right when the raid is like kind of launched, like the first week. So I'm really excited for that. Um, but... They've announced that on June 6th, they will, would reveal the future of Destiny 2 and uh, presumably a new big expansion, which got leaked in Datamind in today's uh, update. Shocking. This happens every time Bungie puts out an update. There's uh, things that get spoiled in Datamind. But uh, basically, the newest expansion is called Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. And um, basically, we will be returning to the moon, which was one of the original locations of the first Destiny. And uh, basically, they said there's a new... Like fortress there you're gonna have to fight a bunch of new enemies slay nightmares is what they're saying so looking like it might be a little bit spooky maybe a little darker in tone i, I would i would enjoy that and uh there's gonna be collector's edition which tells me that this is going to be a very substantial expansion you know similar to you know the taking king or rise of iron where you know those got physical releases that, that's going to be a physical collector's edition i presume yeah, then? physical collector's edition will be coming this fall um, and they're self-publishing yeah, self-publishing. Yeah, they're on their wow. own now. So, so that's crazy. impressive for Bungie to be able to do I that. I kind of you know, just assumed it would be an online-only thing since they broke off, and yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things about Bungie is that they have that track record of a really good physical copy release. Because I mean, they, that they're a company that goes all the way back to Halo One, and you know, even beyond before that, they were selling their own copies. So it's not a company that doesn't know how to sell its own copies, but definitely gain out from underneath um, a bigger company and coming into this, it just seems pretty bold for your first move off to be like, let's release physical copies. Yeah, and, and Nathan, if you remember, uh, the moon is where you first meet the hive. Um, yes. Original Destiny One. We've so, awoken the hive. We've awoken oh, the no. hive. Peter Dinklage. Um, so yeah, like, what do you, what do you think about going back to the moon? Do you think that'll kind of get you back into Destiny, or you're like, oh, I've already been there before. It's not interesting to me. Uh, um, what's your actually, take on that? I will probably jump back in. Um, the thing I kind of have come to like about Destiny is I kind of enjoy the fact that it seems like about every year there's a pretty major update that I can jump back into, play the content, enjoy it with friends for maybe a few weeks to a month or so and stuff like that. And then usually I kind of get tired and dip back out. And that's probably what I imagine will happen with this mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, I'll yeah. jump back in, play for a little while, but I don't think I'll keep playing for months on end. Yeah. I uh, get bored. <laughs> or <laughs> don't have yeah. the attention to uh, keep focused. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I'm playing enough, I think, for all of us combined. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, if, if anything uh, comes more out of the official announcement next week, we'll uh, maybe talk about it on the next show. Yeah. But, well, it comes out, uh, the official announcement is June 6th, so that's in two days yeah. from now. So I'm yeah, excited exactly. to see, because all we know is basically the name, and it's going to be on the moon. It'll involve, involve yes. that creepy lady, right? Eris Moon, Morn, uh, or whatever. Most likely. She, she's got a connection with the hive in the moon. So, yeah, it, it'd yeah. be surprising if she wasn't there, but... Should cool. be should be cool. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the story. Um, and you know, this is really Bungie publishing on their own schedule and making their own content, making their own decisions. No longer, you know, the, the update that launched today that 
they've officially now finished all content with Activision and <coughs> with the partnered studios there. So it'll be fully, you know, everything Bungie uh, from then on. So potentially could be really exciting. We'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'll be curious to see what Bungie does going forward if they continue to have. Like, obviously, I think they already had this plan while they were still working with Activision, probably to some degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be curious to see if they keep having kind of these big updates or if it does become more like seasons. Yeah. Um, so our next news story is not quite as exciting. Super Mario Maker 2, uh, which you guys talked about on the, the show last on the last episode, um, yep. it's very, it had a very exciting direct, which gave us a lot of great information. And I personally, it's probably one of my most excited, most hyped games out of the year. But Nintendo has started to kill some of that hype by announcing that in Super Mario Maker 2, you will not be able to play online with friends. That's right. You can play online co-op with randoms. You can play online competitive matches with randoms. But there is no way to play with your friends online in a Nintendo Switch online game. You may, now, you may, you may be at... Whoa, whoa, Nathan, you may be asking... That this isn't that common. This is Nintendo we're talking about. Not playing with your friends has probably happened before. I went back and I did some research. Every single Nintendo Switch first-party game that Nintendo has published with online has let you play with friends. Every single one. Even Mario Party, which didn't have a very uh, exciting mode to play with friends, but it was there. And Super Mario Maker 2 apparently will not let you play with friends at all. So, so there's not I, even a local co-op? There's local. There is local co-op. Okay, okay. Play local. There is local. Which is kind of funny because online. when they first did that Mario Maker 2 Direct, everyone was like, oh, there's going to be online. That looks awesome. But they didn't say anything about local. Maybe there won't be local co-op. And we kind of have the opposite <laughs> of that. It is the opposite. Now that we get confirmation. Rob, what are your thoughts on this? So, I mean, I, I would say this is it's kind of crazy, but at the same time, like, Nintendo hasn't really done the leaderboards type things very much yet so the idea of playing competitively and that sort of thing i don't know well yeah they said the reasoning supposedly is because of leaderboards like oh if you could play with your friends you know you could just boost your way to the top of the leaderboards because apparently nintendo doesn't know how to make matchmaking without you know separate with friends and not friends just say put that little thing that's asterisk that says if you play with your friends, your scores will not be saved to the online leaderboards. And you know that one of the two multiplayer modes is cooperative, then there's no leaderboards anyways. And, you know, games like Smash Bros. and Mario Tennis let you play in friends-only lobbies that don't affect your rankings on the other online modes anyways. So this... That was literally the worst answer that I heard coming out of that. Uh, you know, there's leaderboards. See, like, see but that, I, makes, it, that makes it way this. more ridiculous. That yeah. answer right there makes it way more ridiculous that they've done it on other games. So why can't they just put a, a separate mode in there for, you know, you and your friend get to play in there and there's doesn't affect leaderboards. But, yeah, this is, this is definitely a weird move by Nintendo. And their justification is pretty, pretty shaky. Yeah, there's... There's 10 Nintendo Switch games published by Nintendo that feature online functionality, and only one of them, Super Mario Maker 2, does not let you play with your friends. So hopefully this gets patched out in an update, and Nintendo has heard the backlash and puts it in there because it seems like a no-brainer. But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they will. I think it was probably they're trying to get the game out, and they had to maybe cut a couple features because they wanted to get it out by the end of June because they have all of these other games supposedly coming out the second half of... 2019 so sure it'll yeah 
get in and, there uh, eventually. The first Mario Maker did get a lot of you know post-launch updates as well. Yeah. Um, I suppose, and I, I mean, there weren't any new modes added, but there were little new things added. But uh, we'll see. I, I'm also hoping that they put the amiibo functionality in there because they had over like 110 different amiibo costumes. I think I'm actually more sad collect. about that because there were some super cool levels people made based yeah, on like like, like there was some them. neat Zelda levels and yeah. different stuff like that. Um, that and they, were, they already they really did all the work of making all those sprites and stuff. Even if they just put in all the old ones and didn't really add any new ones, I think didn't do, yeah. that'd be cool. But yeah. Well, that might be a DLC or DLC, Nintendo's version of DLC or updates in the future. So there's still the possibility that we'll see a lot of those things, but it just seems weird for a Nintendo game to launch with not all the features. Yep. Yep. Nintendo's trying to sell their Nintendo Online subscription, but not let you play with their friends. It's great. Um, so, in the world of PlayStation, uh, it turns out Sony did actually have more uh, news to announce around this time of year, but, you know, they canceled their press conference. So, uh, the PlayStation-exclusive Death Stranding, uh, Kojima's game that was announced uh, about, what, three or four years ago, um, got three a new trailer. years ago, I think. Yeah, new yeah. trailer. I did not watch it because it's nine minutes long. I know both of you guys <laughs> did. And most importantly, an actual release date of this year, which I am floored that this game is coming out this year. Like, I think we talked at the beginning of the year. I thought this game would be at least 2020, possibly a PS5 game. But November 8th, 2019, uh, Death Stranding supposedly is coming out. So we'll see if it gets delayed. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the trailer since you guys uh, wait, wait, sat so, so before we, we share any thoughts, Jeff, as someone who didn't see the trailer. Yeah. What's your impression so far? Just that his, it's crazy that it's coming out this year, right? I yeah, assume. it's coming out this year, which is interesting. And I'm not really invested in things that Kojima does. I've, I played all the way through Metal Gear Solid 4. I played a good chunk. You played five, Metal Gear Solid 5, right? Yeah, I, I played probably halfway through 5. That game was more just fun exploring the sandbox than doing the story stuff. But this yeah, game looks even more bizarre and strange than the other ones, which, you know... <laughs> I'll try it if it's a PS Plus free game, but I'm not, I'm not remotely interested in this gameplay. It looks, from what I've seen, very bizarre and not fun. So, so Nathan, you watched the trailer. I did. I watched the trailer. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> um, honestly, it was a very Kojima-esque trailer. There was they announced like what like I don't even know how many different characters but all the characters in there that have any relevance are based on some kind of real life person like they all yeah, have in game all celebrities I'm like really celebrities <laughs> or movie directors or basically friends of Kojima or people he admires yeah um, did you guys see that like a couple of the people like I know one of them was Guillermo del Toro they're using his likeness but you know yeah. it's not actually doing any acting or anything in the game yeah uh, they're so just, just like, basically using his space. likeness yeah okay. yeah exactly. Um, which I thought was interesting, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I feel like I kind of understand what's going on. Like the trailer starts out, the main guy, what's his name, is talking to what seems like the dying president of the United States in what looks like the Oval Office, and she says something about uniting the country, and he says the country is already destroyed, basically, and you're not a president of anything. And then it cuts up a lot, and we see a bunch of different things that we don't know what's important or what's not there's a bunch of new characters we do see some gameplay which this game continues to look unfun to me i don't know if that's controversial but like he it's a lot of like walking in 
an open world, I guess. And you can get a big ladder to climb up things. And <laughs> cool. there was some uh, third-person combat that looked fine, but didn't look revolutionary or really that fun in general. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I the think the so it... this game is just to sit in Kojima's strange mind in this weird world and just see all this weird stuff and go, wow, well, that was interesting. I have no idea what it means, but it was interesting. Like, Yeah. There's that's, a greater, yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of extra stuff going on in the trailer that kind of makes you feel like there is going to be a pretty big plot that will have lots of twists and turns and things will be crazy and Kojima all the way through. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. It looks like the main gameplay aspects is you play Norman Reedus's character as you walk through the world, and I, I think the point is you're trying to get this. Baby the, the thing baby. from one yeah, point to another, that's and that's basically the whole womb. story. So essentially, what it comes across to me is, and this is the impression I got while I was watching the trailer, it feels like The Last of Us without all the interesting parts. <laughs> the Last of Us mixed with Yoshi's Island because you're carrying Baby Mario all the way across to the end of the world, but not in a good what way. If like is, at least what Baby if Mario is, is Baby cute. Mario. <laughs> and if you don't finish this game, all of Mario history will be erased, including like Super Mario Brothers one, two, three. I mean, that's such a Kojima thing to do. Well, apparently, there'll be some type of online connectivity, and it'll connect you with like other things people are doing. And so you know the 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 whole reasoning for the game is that we're all connected by strands, and I hope you all be interconnected to each other and experience the human connection in this game. It's like, I just want to be one of the mud zombie things and try and kill everyone. That just sounds more fun than anything else. Yeah. That was, that was the other interesting thing is like some of those, uh, like, uh, soldiers that we saw and kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it looked and that it looked almost like it was like from world war one or something like that. Like the tank. Yeah. And so like, are you going to somehow go back in time to World War yeah, One? Yeah, I was wondering or... about that. Like, is there a time travel or are we in an alternate timeline altogether? Well, there's like that rain. Like... I think that was confirmed as time fall or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Either way, ago. I think the general impression that I got is I have a better understanding of maybe possibly what I think is going yeah. on. But ultimately, I have no clue what this game is about still. And we're less than six months out from yeah. when this launches. Yeah, that's crazy. Well. I think I think my biggest takeaway, if I had one takeaway, is I don't know. I'm really curious to see uh, what people's reactions are to this because I don't know if this is going to be even that good of a game. Like I'm just worried because the fact that like Kojima did an interview and talked about how in twenty the beginning of 2016, which was you know three and a half years ago, this game was only a thing in his mind, and he spent all that time like setting up his studio and not even working on the game, recruiting game developers and stuff like that, and now. The game is supposed to have come together in three and a half years yeah. or three years, basically. And does that mean it's either a much shorter and smaller game than people are thinking or it's not going to be that good because it just hasn't had enough time? And think of like Kojima's history, like Metal Gear Solid 5, like the story was crazy and wasn't really finished. And he worked on that so game lovely. for five years. Yeah, that's a good point, Nathan. That's a good one. But... I, I'm still uh, I'm still not getting excited about November 8th. I think it will uh, will be delayed. But uh, well, what we see? Yeah, de definitely a big possibility it'll be delayed. We'll see. Yeah. Um, our last news story is Call of Duty has officially announced uh, their newest game before E3. It is called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's not Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They apparently said that they would reboot uh, reboot the franchise. 
and uh, just go with COD Modern Warfare. Comes out October 25th, 2019. Um, I watched the trailer. It looked, looked mildly interesting. Like, it looked like Modern Warfare. The story looks, you know, fine. There's actual campaign, you know, that's coming back after, you know, the last Call of Duty skipped having a, you know, single-player uh, campaign. But uh, they're adding in crossplay, which I think is the real exciting thing about this. Um, so it's going to work kind of similar to Fortnite. Well, you'll have, you know, like a Call of Duty ID, and you can share it with anyone on any platform, and you can play together with your friends no matter what system they're on. So, you know, I think this makes it the fourth game that we know of that's coming to crossplay on PlayStation 4. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's really cool that we're, we're going to finally get to get crossplay yeah. on, uh, you know, a big third-party game like this. And it sounded like the... So some of the things they said is that there's no Battle Royale, there's no Season Pass either. Yeah, yeah, free DLC. They're not... not so everything is... This sounds like... You and we know Activision and how they've played the Call of Duty card to be a lot of... They've taken a lot of backlash for being kind of a money-grabbing company. Hmm. Like, how many loot boxes and extra junk can we shove in here so that you spend all the money? And it seems like they're trying to be a little bit more player-oriented in this new approach here, in this new game of crossplay and no season pass and all that stuff. And so I, I feel... Like, maybe they're trying to win back some good graces, especially after losing Bungie and Destiny and all that stuff. So I, this might this will be interesting to see what, what they do with this game. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see how this works out. Well, the other crazy thing to me that stood out was the fact that they actually have a new engine for this game. Yeah. And I don't know when the last time Call of Duty got a new engine, has a new engine, and it's still releasing on the PS4. Like, I feel like you usually get a new engine when it, they're jumping yeah. up to console you know jumping up yeah. generations and this is a year early so i found that really interesting but <laughs> that my, interesting. my game looks really really good i'm interested <laughs> to see from... uh what they call the next call of duty modern warfare game are they gonna do call of duty modern warfare 2 because we already have call of duty modern warfare 2 and just yeah. see where they go with naming after this but uh, call of duty know. modern warfare <laughs> the sequel. i feel like like the internet <laughs> freaked out about the name when it was announced i feel like there's so many different examples of things that have done this like god of war and, yeah. you know, there was, like, Battlefield 1 a couple of years ago, and we have the Xbox One as a console well, the right now. The funny thing is, though, is that it's the subtitle that they're reusing, though. Like, it's yeah. Call of Duty yeah. Modern Warfare yeah. 4, and now it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, like, I don't know. I, I think I think the subtitle is what's, what's funny to me. But, yeah. Uh, I, I thought I, it was I interesting. It'll, well. it'll, it'll do yeah. well. I was yeah, at, for, sure. for the single player, I saw that they apparently have some of the same characters that were in Call of Duty Modern Warfare yep. 4. Okay. Or what? Call of Duty Four. <laughs> yeah, but Captain they're Price, like right? basically acting that they have no previous experience within Call from Call of Duty Four. They're just the same characters, but not in the same world. I don't know. Yeah, they basically rebooted it, which it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that works. And I know some of the characters, like the main character that they feature is, I think, Captain Price or Pierce. I don't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If if but you're invested he's... in the Call of Duty uh, storylines, uh, let us know what you think about this. Uh reboot i think that the three of us uh who usually skip call of duty every year probably aren't the most uh qualified people to talk about uh the lore the the heavy duty call of duty lore <laughs> but, uh, last call of yeah. duty i played Tra- black ops looked, 2 yeah trailer looks pretty cool yeah um so let's move right into our main segment today our e3 predictions um so guys we're just gonna be sharing pretty much everything right it could be prediction of something that we think will happen it can be a uh, wild speculation a dream you know something a little more grounded that you think we will see 
Um, really, really anything. Um, for me, my my uh, my dream is that we're getting a new Donkey Kong made by Retro that is releasing this year that you know they've been working on for the last five years before they took over Metroid Prime uh, for developments. Like that's all I want is a new Donkey Kong platformer game. Retro did such an amazing job with the last two, and I personally would just rather see them continue to do one more Donkey Kong game before moving on to Metroid. So okay. I, th- there's a small chance. And if we're going to see it, this is our, really our What's last the, chance. I was going right? to say, this is your dream. What is like the percentage chance you think this will actually happen is? Uh, 15%. <laughs> 15%. Okay. So pretty low. Yeah. All so, right. That would be, uh, that would be wonderful. I would be pretty excited. Just, well, the thing know, is, Metro hasn't really made anything in the last four years other than porting tropical freeze. Like, uh, there had to have been something they were working on, right? Like, finish the Yeah, TV. exactly. And you have to imagine that even if it's something that they were struggling with and they had to maybe get rid of parts of it, they, they would, Nintendo would want to scrap some of that work to put into something. Yeah. Yeah. So, not not likely, but, you know, that that's, that's I think, my dream right there. But uh, yeah. do, do you guys have any dream announcements that uh, you're really hoping happen at uh, E3 this week? So here's the one that I was thinking of, and this one I actually thought of, and then there were some leaks and some possible rumors and some stuff that went around, but I was thinking about Fable 4. Mm. I think Microsoft has kind of hinted that they have 14 games that they're slated to put out here. Yeah, um, that they're Microsoft all going first to announce. party games specifically. first party games and of them we know a couple of them but we don't know all of them so I was, I'm thinking Fable 4 and I'm really thinking that either one of these companies that they recently acquired some of them actually have just recently wrapped up some of their projects or their projects are releasing this year so I think mm-hmm. having some of that or have just released last year my my number one choice right now is Undead Labs which they just recently did State of Decay 2 oh, yeah. last year and they have not announced any new projects so they're the company I'm kind of leaning more towards yeah, but it seems like a weird choice it seems like a weird choice just because State of Decay and Fable seem so far apart, but I think but they, they it's had either like really them. really deep no. RPG systems in State of Decay. Yeah, yeah. And they had some uh, some cool like online functionality stuff that I think yeah. could bring Fable kind of up and, to date with well, since we last saw it. Yeah. Not to not to rain on your parade too much, Rob, and I have a follow-up question, but yes. uh, there was a rumor a couple months ago that they were doing a new Fable game, but it was going yes. to be handled by Playground, who is the developer of the Forza Horizon series, because they were already planning. <laughs> yeah, well, they were a... already planning on starting a second team, basically, and making a yeah. car game that wasn't a car game. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of the rumor going around. And uh, Microsoft, when um, they wanted to, basically, the rumor also included the fact that they wanted to make have a British developer make it because Fable was originally made by Lionhead, which was said, yeah, and that was a big part of their lore. Um, so I think that would make sense. Or what um, was the, the the developers of We Happy Few? Microsoft bought them last year. Oh yeah, um, that's they super are, British. Like they could they yeah. could totally do a Fable. Yeah, but they're also, I think they're working on a new game right now as well. Yeah, I, um, I believe that, they were working on something else as well. Yeah, that's yeah but so the the game companies that they've recently bought that are, are possibilities, so Ninja Theory, who did uh, Hellblade 10 U.S. Sacrifice, but they're working on a Star Wars virtual reality one, but I feel like that's a very easy one to split. Obsidian, which is famous for doing all sorts of RPGs and stuff, but they're working on Outer Worlds. 
Uh, and the other one is In Exile, which just uh, which is releasing Wastelands three this year. So there's a couple of possibilities there, but Playground is also another big one up there. But I don't know. Either way, I, I, I Xbox game. Xbox One game ever released uh, last year with Forza Horizon 4. So anything that comes out of that studio is probably going to be good. Um, so it just I'm just saying, weird. I think we Fable 4 is going to... I think Fable 4 is one of the table announcements, especially since... And it, it was okay. kind of confirmed but, today because there were some leaks. So I, I have a follow-up question because that was actually one of mine um, that I had oh, on okay, yeah. my list. But I have a follow-up question. Do you think it'll be Fable 4 or will they just reboot it and call it Fable? I think it's going to be Fable 4. Yeah. All the rumors, I, all the rumors that I'm seeing is that it's a post Albion, post post Aurora era. So later on in the history, or even like kind of a hard reboot in yeah. a new medieval world with different things. Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be a sequel that reboots. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it'll they'll call it Fable and not Fable Four because I mm-hmm. think they'll want to. You know, it's been a while since those games came out, and the four kind of denotes, hey, I, maybe I should have played the other hey, ones. In I'll series. take the third stance. They'll call it Fable something something random subtitle. Just Fable subti- subtitle. That is <laughs> Fable, the, uh, the popular choice. The Untold Fantasy days. Frontier, something like that. <laughs> Let's hope they can come up with a better name than that. <laughs> All right, Nathan. Um. Okay, so my first prediction I will go with, is, which is actually also kind of my, my one that I would really like to happen, is that uh, Harry Potter Magic Forever will be officially revealed with a trailer. Um, I don't think there'll be a release date, but this will probably be shown. I guess it'll have to be shown at the Xbox stage since it's a Warner Brothers property, technically. But this comes last fall. There was that, that reveal, yep. and I am hoping that that game gets officially unveiled. And that, I don't think there'll be a release date or anything like that, but I do think uh, yeah, they'll nice. show it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. It would probably be... I don't know if Microsoft would necessarily... Because Microsoft doesn't own Warner Brothers, but Microsoft also last year was a pretty big avenue in just releasing a whole bunch of trailers for game companies that didn't even necessarily own. Yeah, I mean, so, like, third party, usually it's either Xbox or Sony. and since Which Sony's Sony, not here, press so... Conference. Xbox is kind of your only choice if you don't have your own press conference unless or something like that unless you really push into the PC market which they have some more PC gaming shows going on this year but yeah that, that seems pretty realistic for Microsoft to if it if it does happen if it happens I feel I feel like it'll happen to Xbox showcase but we will see uh, Jeff all right guys I know I've said this before this is finally the year where Banjo-Kazooie comes back, Xbox walks out, Phil Spencer wearing a Banjo-Kazooie t-shirt on the press conference. We have the original Banjo-Kazooie games collected in HD coming to Nintendo Switch and to Xbox. Continue the Microsoft partnership with the announcement of a brand new Banjo-Kazooie game in development coming exclusively for Xbox and Game Pass. And then what's this? Banjo's opening his mailbox outside his home, and he has an envelope inviting him to join Smash Bros. as the next fighter in the DLC pass. It's happening, guys. Banjo-Kazooie and is finally making its return. Can I, can I jump onto your thing? Please. Just go one more. <laughs> and 
that Banjo game is also going to release on the Switch as well as the Xbox because Ooh, why not? That would be oh, and the Banjo no, be, in the Banjo Remastered Collection releases on the Switch. Or yeah, maybe you can just do the Banjo Remastered Collection on Switch now. Cuphead they is can... like still like the top selling game like on the eShop like for the last like two months ever since it came out. Like they're making so yeah. much money by being on the Switch. There's no way Microsoft isn't going to keep putting you know smaller games out on the Switch. Now the real question is: so if this does happen. On a scale of the best game you've ever played in your life to hot garbage, <laughs> where do you think this game is going to land? The new Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> yes. No, Banjo will be a great Smash Bros. fighter. We've known that for like, well, you know, no, 10 no, years. No, yeah, he'll be, he'll be great in Smash. Yeah. I'm saying this new game. You, you say they're announcing a new Banjo-Kazooie game. How, how bad is this going to be after Nuts and Bolts? Well, they're going to rehire all the original developers at Rare... <laughs> scrap and shut down the servers for Sea of Thieves, and then it will be good. That, that's 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 my hope. I think you're leaving in fantasy land. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I, like I don't it. think they're well, going to we're not, we're scrap not and shut down all no servers for Sea of Thieves a year after they released it. I, oh, I, I will gladly right. sacrifice my copy of Sea of Thieves and all of the servers to get a new Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> I'd be okay with that also. Oh, wow, and you love pirates, so I guess that's a big thing. It is. It, I love Banjo Kazooie, and I miss right. it. I want to play it on modern consoles. That'd be nice. <laughs> um, okay, so my next one is um, so EA has their uh, EA state of play or their their play you know area thing that they're doing for the the first day and they're uh, probably going to spend most of the time talking about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I don't think we really need to speculate about that. That's going to happen. We're going to yes. see a demo. We're going to see all sorts of like everything about it. But one of the things I thought was interesting was they put Sims 4 as the last thing they've done, which is a game that came out in 2014. And I'm calling that EA, especially since Sims 4 was free all of May, EA is going to get on stage and be like, guess what, guys? We're making Sims 5. Well. And it's coming to consoles. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, Sims 4 was on consoles, right? But it was kind of a crappy version? It was kind of a crappy version, but... Okay. <laughs> so like, it came Sims super late, kind of and it, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I really wanted to go all out and just be like, Sims, yeah. Sims 5 is coming. It's going to have a battle royale, first person <laughs> mode, loot boxes, and a single person story. But battle I don't know if I can get away Sims. with all of that. <laughs> I love battle royale Sims. That would be hilarious. And oh, literally, that, I, battle royale pretty, Sims is a just a pool. <laughs> that's a pretty interesting prediction, Rob. I like it. I, so think, I'm, I think it's fun. It's kind of off unique. And, uh, you know, I could see that happening, especially if they're like, you know, they're not going to say anything else about it. And it comes out after the new consoles come out and stuff like that. Well, and I think also there's just been there's been, I think, almost 10 expansions or so already for Sims 4, uh, including some recent ones in the last six months or so. And uh, Sims 4 came out in 2014. We are five years past that. And no, and you know, historically, the Sims games, have, you know, this is Sims three. They've released almost every four to five years. Do, do either of you guys like still care about playing Sims games though? Like, I felt like everyone loved those games like ten, fifteen years ago, but I feel like no one, in fact, they're not relevant anymore. Like, would I, you guys be I excited played, about a new one? I'm I, interested. 
I have I have never played The Sims. Well, I played it like at my friend's house one time, but I've never really played The Sims, so I would not care. But I know like people who play on PC, like it's a PC game, right? And I'm not yeah. really friends with a ton of people who play on PC, so I kind of assume that people who play on PC um, still really yeah. And there's still a lot of people, casual people who play it. Um, I play it every once in a while. Necessarily uh, super immersed in the gaming circles that we're kind yeah, of in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play it every once in a while. I do know that when you go on Twitch, if you scroll down just a little bit, Sims 3 and Sims 4 are both still pretty high up on played games on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And normally they have a pretty big following, as well as even some of the bigger gaming sites, uh, news sites and websites still talk about Sims 4 DLC like Just, as if it's in, in the destined to news. world i don't see why someone would go back to sims but uh because well, Stardew in Stardew only Valley, you can't have your you character control, like lose control people. of their bladder and then pass out on the floor <laughs> and that is not as crazy i guess <laughs> That's yeah a good point. it's not it doesn't you give you the nihilistic uh godlike yeah, approach yeah, that we all yeah. want <laughs> <laughs> so that's mine exactly. nathan all right, my uh, my second one. I'll go with something a little bit safer. I'm gonna say Forza Horizon Five will be announced this year, and it will be set in the country of Japan. Oh my gosh, that'd be oh, sweet. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I would be absolutely shocked if uh, Forza Horizon Five was announced. It's come out like every other year for seven well, years. Well, it just or came out last like year though, Nathan. It's not gonna come out this year. What? No. Didn't Forza Horizon 4 come out two years ago? No, it came, came and... out this year. They switch off. It'll be the Forza oh. Motorsport coming out this year. Oh, what? I thought <laughs> that came out two years ago. No, I I, I got a, I, pl- I started playing on Xbox the day it launched. I think it was October, uh, this last October. Oh so, yeah, it, well, the next Horizon like will probably now. be two years away, or okay. next year, 2020 game. But yeah, I am excited, and I do hope it's in Japan when they do announce it, because that's a great idea. Yeah, well, I'll, I will uh, put that on the docket for next year. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jeff, I, I think I think my safe one is I think uh, you know I'm really I've really been looking forward to the the Legend of Zelda Necro Dancer game. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the is it Cadence of Hyrule? Cadence of Hyrule, yeah. Yeah, oh, so I'm yeah. really looking forward to that one. It's the indie, you know, Zelda game. Um, Nintendo said it was coming out in spring and we're getting up to that point where spring is over practically. So I think it's going to be their, uh, their flash surprise drop during their E3, uh, Nintendo direct. Like it'll be, Hey, available now. Kind of like, uh, you know, Fortnite and hollow Knight had last year. Um, and that will be, you know, a download game people can play before Mario maker comes out at the end of the month. So I'm really looking forward to that when they put a couple new screenshots up and stuff and like the pixel art and like the game like looks so good and this is going to be you know an auto-generated uh you know uh uh what's what i'm looking for uh roguelike game that you can just keep playing it'll be different every oh, time yeah. you play it and find new things in your new runs and as we'll be talking about here in uh in, in our last section our last segment of the show i've been playing a lot of a certain roguelike game so i'm mm. stoked for this game Nathan, nice. I, I know you're acting like you're not stoked, but as soon as it comes out and you see the Zelda goodness, you're going to get it anyways. You're going to get it. I, I suck at rhythm games. You don't have to have That's rhythm. True. You can play without the rhythm. You just get bonuses if you have good rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just about enemy patterns, really. You're yeah, great at it. those, too. You're going to get it. <laughs> you're going to get it and be awful at it. But it's going to be so worth it. You're still going to love it because you can listen to the Zelda, the Zelda remixes, the sweet Zelda music that that makes us all fall in love with the franchise. 
Yeah, well, I guess that's probably true. All right, Rob, what's your next one? All right, so I'm going to go with the safe one, um, falling in line here. So um, I think Microsoft, you know, they've been doing a lot of talk about bringing their Game Pass to PC. Um, One of the things that they talked about, you know, right off the top was that Age of Empires 1 through 3, as well as Gears 5 are the big ones they've been talking about coming to Game Pass. But Age of Empires 4 officially announced this E3. Dude, that'd be so Wait. cool. Wait, <laughs> gets, gets like a announced already. So well, it, gets like it got a trailer. Didn't they say they were making it? They got it. They gave out a teaser. It's <laughs> been officially announced that they're making it, but we finally okay. see like the official like, hey, it is coming out, launching like, with Game Pass. So you play with on Game too. Pass. That'd be sweet on uh, PC. On PC, because it's only on PC, right? It's not going to be on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they Dude, could put it. That would put be on awesome. The Xbox. They uh. Microsoft made Halo Wars 2 work on console. They did a pretty good job with that. So they can do it. I mean, I th- I feel like it would be it would be interesting to see how they do it from the ground up. All right, um, Rob. Like, I, I, I need you to up your prediction a little bit. It's a little safe. So here's what you need to do. You need to add on the caveat that uh, Bill Gates will come out on stage and talk about <laughs> how much he loves Age of Empire. So no, you know what's gonna happen? A, a tattoo. Age of, of Empires Four. Age of Empires Four is gonna come out and it's gonna cover. Every single era of history. <laughs> the most ambitious game of all time. Oh my gosh. Including modern. Including modern, like including the 21st century. Like World War One and Two. Yeah, I think I think when they do Game Pass on PC, which Microsoft has already talked about, um, it'll be the opposite where every game on there will be playable on Xbox because it's Xbox Game Pass. Um, yeah. But maybe not necessarily every game will be available on PC, but you know. The main first-party ones, a bunch of indie stuff, other things will be. But I don't think they're going to have exclusive PC games on Game Pass that you can't play on Xbox. I think that yeah. would be yeah. too well, confusing. I, uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm calling we'll it. I'm I, I, I kind of really like that prediction. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Nathan, look this right, up. I will also uh, do somewhat Microsoft-related one. I think this will happen at the Microsoft conference. Um from software will tease a game of thrones game in collaboration with george rr R. martin and he will appear on stage oh i was gonna i was gonna make a really ridiculous prediction with that one so i like that you're going <laughs> safe i like that you're going safe you will appear on stage they'll have a teaser so be like trailer a it'll be like in association with no i think it'll be actually set in uh the game of thrones world but, yeah, but I'm like, sure it'll be a, it'll gameplay wise like dark. Yeah, Souls. I'm sure it'll be, you know, a hard game that features swords and shields and all that type of. What is your what was your uh, crazy prediction, Rob? I okay, so I was going to say that uh, George R. R. Martin literally is the game. That it is <laughs> that it's Dark Souls. You play as Game of Thrones characters and all the boss, but all the bosses are just George R. R. Martin George in different R. R. forms kills the Game oh, of Thrones universe. And when you beat the game, you unlock the next book in the Song of Ice and Fire series. Oh my god! And alternative endings for the TV series where different characters <laughs> win the throne. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious. So I this, I, I like your prediction. That's I like hope my... your prediction comes true because I would die laughing. <laughs> that's like my most ridiculous prediction for that whole thing. I saw that George R. R. Martin was consulting on that. I'm like, this has got to be. This is like fan. Play it up to all of them. So 
he did he did officially say in a blog post he made that he was consulting on some video game out of japan so. out of out of yeah from software makes the most sense yeah uh, I, I feel I'm like sure you're... any video game developer making a fantasy based game could be asking <laughs> i would get too excited it's true and and there's a chance that it's just an original like they're really going in depth with lore and all that stuff because that's something in character development that's something that george R. R. martin's really good at but i like your prediction of it's going to be a game of thrones game yeah. and uh it'd be cool to see it be really hard and tie into some of the tv series but i'm i'm sticking with the prediction that's just going to be dark souls remix so with we know Gosh. Nintendo has to announce some new Smash Bros. fighters, right? Like, yes, it's a given that we'll get at least, at least one talking... or two. Well, I, yeah, I just kind of wonder next. for you guys. You know, I, I threw. Okay. I think Banjo Kazooie would, would be yeah. would be out there. Um, who else do you guys think they're gonna announce? Like, obviously they're gonna announce some Fire Emblem character at some point because the new Fire Emblem game coming out. Like, are you talking about E three or just in, in general? Who else will will be on the Possibly Spiders Pass? E three because they're probably gonna spend. Okay. 15 minutes already talking about the new Fire Emblem in their presentation, yeah. which I, I will I think they'll, they'll announce two characters. I think Banjo-Kazooie has a really good chance. And then I think probably that leak that wasn't confirmed, but that uh, a dragon... What is that game that's coming oh, to yeah, Switch? Oh, yeah, Dragon Quest character. Dragon Quest character will get in. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Like, dragon Quest Final Builders Fantasy 2 is coming to Switch soon, I believe, and Dragon Quest Eleven is coming to Switch this fall, so... I think they're going to do a, a bait and switch and be like, we've listened to all the listeners and we know how much you love Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. And so he's going to appear in Smash Bros. Take my money, Nintendo. Give That's Waluigi the respect Waluigi, he deserves. If Waluigi ever gets in, it'll be like, you know, the very last character. And then we will know Sakurai is officially done with the series. <laughs> yes, my hands are clean. I've given you everything you've ever wanted, Nintendo fans. <laughs> So, uh, if a uh, banjo doesn't get in, who do you think's the most likely uh, other like, like third Microsoft party character? character? Like, I, I, oh, I feel like it's got to be Master Chief, Minecraft Steve, or Cuphead. Um, out of those three, which ones would you guys most want? Cuphead. Um, you want the Chief, Rob? No, I want Cuphead. Chief I mean, has too many guns. I, I, I feel think... like Chief doesn't fit in that yeah. world. And I For mean, sure, like, yeah. Snake, he wouldn't fit as as well. Like but... Snake is already kind of a weird addition to begin with but to add in master chief just feels like you're stepping into a whole new realm of wait so these all occur in the same universe <laughs> yeah like, I, mean, I guess even kratos would probably work better than master chief would right like because yeah actually absolutely melee focus right yeah yeah, yeah. We'll see. i don't know i uh my dream character would be for goku to get in but <laughs> that would okay sweet. how many times did you fill out the uh online Smash uh, fighter the request goal saying Goku, Nathan. My number one choice was Goku. My second choice was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I wanted uh, Shadow the Hedgehog and uh, Wreck-It Ralph in. So. Yes. So. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, I any really other predictions want to see or, Shrek uh, Rob, Rob what, what other predictions do you have? We've got to wrap it up here. You, I'll give you, guys, right. give you guys one more each. One okay, one. I have another crazy one because Valve has announced that they're going to be there, and this is just totally ridiculous. And I mean, there's literally zero percent chance that this is going to happen. Three, I'm kicking you off the show. No, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that they're going to get up and they're going to announce that they're releasing a third installment in all of their games. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're going to release Portal can, 3. Can I kick him off the show for that, three. Nathan? Can, can Left I? for Dead 3. <laughs> Left for Dead 3, Team Fortress 3. And they're all, wait for it, wait for it, all of them are Epic Store exclusives. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're all on the new Valve VR thing. <laughs> no, they're all going to be Epic Store exclusives. Oh well, gosh. I think we have a new front runner for the most uh, wild uh, prediction. Right. So, I just I saw that Valve was doing their their one, and I was just like, I feel like <laughs> I, I have to troll. Home. I got to troll <laughs> Valve so hard, knowing that none of those things are ever going to happen. The most likely of those is that Valve goes all Epic game exclusives. All right, all right. For my last one, I will uh, I will go um, something that. I- don't think will happen to think has a chance and that is i'm going to predict that nintendo will tease mario kart 9 at the end of the nintendo direct i mean i i think there's maybe like a i give you 15 percent chance that this happens yeah it's it has just enough makes just enough sense for them to tease it even though it obviously wouldn't come out this year it'd probably be Sometime like the end of next year or something like that. But yeah, yeah. the team that made ARMS uh, has had enough time to start working on it and get a good amount of progress yeah. in it. So Well, think, and you uh, think about it too. Mario Kart 8 originally came out, you know, 2014. 2014, was it? I think it was the um, beginning of 2014, yeah. Which it was, I believe it was right after, Don- or right before Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. And so, you know, that's theoretically, I think, more, more realistic than the Donkey Kong prediction because, you know, Mario Kart sells 10 million units guaranteed every time yeah and uh, and it's more popular you know it's still i think the second most best-selling nintendo switch game and that was a part of the wii u version so i think nine would would be be incredible and it'll it'll come at some point whether it's this year or next year yeah a couple years so for sure yeah that'd be cool yeah for sure all right well let us know what your e3 predictions are uh we we posted up on the uh the Twitter uh, asking uh, you, the fans, if you guys had any predictions. Uh, we had had uh, one reply, one reply that I did want to read on the show. Um, give a give a shout out to Vaughn Hunter. Uh, he said uh, he's looking forward to hearing more about CrossCode. Uh, he said he, we haven't heard too much Ooh. about the Switch release other than the Nindy Direct it was featured on. Um, and yeah, so you know that that's uh, another game that you can keep keep on the lookout if you like. Uh, uh, Nintendo Switch indie games. Uh, as you know, we're big fans of the indie scene on Nintendo Switch on the show. For here, sure. But yeah, let us know on Twitter. We'd love to chat with you guys on there, um, or you know, also on the Discord. Uh, we can we can chat on there as well. So, um, anyways, we're gonna move into our final segment. We're talking about what we have been playing lately, um, guys. I finally finally did it. I finally broke down and got Dead Cells uh, for the Nintendo Switch and. There you go. The, the greatest impulse buys that uh, I have made in the last few years. I'm so wow. in love with this game. <laughs> like, you, you guys remember, you know, when this game came out last year, and I, I was telling you guys about how I was really excited to, to try it out, but I was just busy with lots of other games. And, you know, it came out right at the same time as Spider-Man and Destiny and stuff like that, so yeah. it was, was pretty busy. But new DLC came out this last week, uh, went on sale for 20 bucks, went for it. And this game, if you you know haven't haven't played it before, is a you know Metroidvania uh, where you go through different auto-generated levels. It's the runs are different every single time you go. And what's so cool about it is, is that there's different levels, but there's branching paths within the levels. And so, 
you know, the, the first level, there's two different exit doors that you can take. And from each of those exit doors, there's two to three other exit doors that you can take that lead to whole new levels with new enemies and new everything. And so every time you play, you can take very, very different routes. So it's never, you know, just going through the, oh, level one, two, three, four, you know, final boss. Um, so it mixes, mixes it up uh, a ton with that way. And then obviously, you know, every single run, you're finding new weapons and new treasure and new sub weapons and abilities and pendants. You're building mutations into your character in between levels that, you know, spec him differently. So if you find a weapon, do you get to, like, keep that in your arsenal for your next run? Or, like, how yeah. does, or do you get so, to choose kind so of yeah, what you so start with? The, or how does that work? Uh, permanent okay. unlocks work is, I, it's actually probably my favorite way a game has done permanent unlocks. Um, you know, a game like another Gungeon only really gives you currency to unlock new weapons to find in runs when you beat a boss. Um, yeah. But in Dead Cells, you get um, drops. Basically, they drop cells when characters are dead, hence the name. Uh, the, basically, you get these little orbs that drop out of enemies, and they just have a random chance of appearing. Uh, typically, you'll get between 15 to 30 of them per level. And okay. um, so you just that's kind of your incentive to kill the enemies, you know, not just, you know, try to run by everyone, is you get those mm -hmm. cells. And then after each level, which each level, you know, can be anywhere between two minutes for the first one or if you're fast enough or you know up to 10 15 minutes for the longer later ones uh, in between every level there's a vendor that you give the cells to and you can unlock your permanent upgrades so you can mm. unlock new swords new bows new spells new uh, shields you know new upgrades different things but you only start with a couple of different upgrades and the main way you unlock uh, new items to purchase with your cells is by just finding them randomly in the world. So they just drop randomly from characters and different characters have a chance of dropping different rare ones. Sometimes it'll be a rare one where, you know, oh, this is a ice crossbow. It's really, really, you know, good one. And then maybe the cost is 80 cells. And so then, you know, you go through each level and you just keep plugging away the cells until you have it unlocked. Then it appears in all future runs. And it does something that I love that the second you unlock it at the vendor in between levels, he instantly drops it for you at the current uh, power level that your current weapons are at. So you immediately oh, get to try nice. out the weapon. It's not, well, you know, I'll keep playing maybe in an hour or two, another run, I'll find the weapon eventually. Like, you immediately get to use that new weapon, which is, I think, a really smart um, gameplay decision. Yeah, that's really yeah. nice. And you're not just unlocking weapons and items, you also unlock, you know, more health, uh, different perks for, you know, getting gold and shopkeeping vendors and... Um, I beat the after you beat the final boss um, on normal, basically you unlock hard mode, <laughs> which absolutely has been destroying me. I didn't finally make it to the last level uh, yesterday, but it ramps up and adds new characters, like new enemies in the level. So it's not just you take more damage. Like it's a really yeah. true, tons more enemies, new enemies in each world. So you can have to relearn everything. And then basically, Every time you beat a run through on a new difficulty, you unlock the next difficulty. And there's at least four more difficulties beyond hard. So, like, the amount of content and wow. challenge in this game is nuts. And it, it already took me probably, you know, eight to ten hours to beat it just once on normal. Um, so, it, I'm going to be... I think I'll just continue playing this game for a very long time. And I haven't even gotten to the new... They added two new complete levels and a new boss fight completely and the new DLC, and they're going to keep doing new free DLC. So just an awesome game. You know, Nathan, 
I, I think you're with me. We met the, the devs at the Xbox Indie event we went to last year. Um, yeah. It's a small team in France. I think there are like seven, six or seven people um, mm-hmm. made this game, and it's just awesome seeing the, the gameplay loop. And the, uh, I kind of got to the point where I'm like, I don't really need them to port <laughs> the Castlevania games anymore because this game feels better than any Castlevania Any game. of the Castle... Wow. Yeah. That's like, like, really, the only thing I can think of, like, the Castlevania games having, like, over Dead Cells is obviously the music. Um, and then the boss fights. There's a ton of boss fights in Castlevania that are always really cool. And yeah, I've only unlocked. I've only fought four different bosses so far in Dead Cells. I know there's a few more out there that I haven't seen yet. Um, but but yeah, just gameplay. It's very very quick. Very feels very good. The different weapons are very satisfying to play as, and um, it's just so addicting. You just sit there and you play, and you keep going runs over and over whenever you die. And yeah, highly recommend this. Is got its hooks and yeah, definitely probably my favorite game of the year so far. So um, wow, definitely definitely check it I out. Praise. It's it's awesome. Cool, sweet. Anything oh, else you're playing? My other game is for Rob. I played Banner Saga this week, Rob. Ooh. Just, just just for you. My first time What'd playing. What you think? It. Wait, isn't it like a turn-based role-playing game? Yes, yes it's yeah. a story-based, you know, kind of turn-based, kind of like. Strategy, like, kind of like rabbits or something. Oh my like gosh! Why didn't you like them? have have your wife like video you and <laughs> send it to us so we could just watch it? Sounds, well, I, I sounds dabble great. in these types of games. You know, it's okay. kind of like it, Fire it's, Emblem. And it's stuff. A, it's very Fire Emblem esque yeah. in some so, of it. So what did you think? Sorry. Um, I really I really like the kind of hand drawn animation. Um, mm-hmm. That's gorgeous, isn't it? Although, like, there was this awesome hand drawn like animated cutscene like in the first like, you know, twenty minutes of the game. Like there was a cutscene like every couple like in between part which was really cool and then they've kind of gone away now which i understand because i know it's you know kind of a smaller team and the animation budget is you know that's very expensive to do but i'm hoping there's yeah. more of those as i continue the kind there of are. play there are so far the strategy gameplay has not been super exciting for me i i'm not a big fan of the way they do the the system where basically a character has a shield you can attack or their health Basically, you have to attack. The, if you attack their shield, it makes it so that they take more damage and their health. It seems a little redundant, at least at the beginning. I'm sure there's more abilities that work into it later on. But uh, yeah, it will, there are there are abilities that can take away just health or uh, go for shield. And the shield is kind of a extra support to kind of make yeah. sure that you know. And there's some characters that you can only attack their shield first yeah. and then but, you can attack their health but yeah it makes it, it adds gameplay elements to that yeah, later. like i said I've, I've only gotten about an hour into it so it's still pretty early on for a game like this yeah yeah, I, yeah. I do really appreciate the like the art style i think it, they did a pretty cool job with it and it really reminds me of kind of the uh the super i think it's super giant games the people did pyre and transistor like yeah it's a very beautiful kind of you know hand-painted uh, uh backgrounds and you know when you're in the city um, you you select the different points around the city, and you can see all the different little parts of the map that you interact with, which is really yeah. cool. So, uh, I th- nice. think I'll, I'll keep playing it for a little bit longer, see if it holds my interest. But uh, I, I could definitely see why this is a Rob game after playing it. I will say, <laughs> yep, that. right. You can see why you. I need to get back into it and play the play the rest of the third one. I started the third one and then got distracted by other games. So, yeah. What have you been playing, Rob? I've been playing a ton of Dragon Age Inquisition. Ooh! Still, wow. So I've beaten a dragon. <laughs> How many dragons are there? Is there like a lot? I've There's never played like, this game. Sorry. Uh, nine. 
Okay. Or something okay. like that. So those like all nice. your main bosses, like every so often you have to fight a dragon. Well, they're actually like a side quest boss. So okay. they're not even the main boss. You don't have to fight the dragons necessarily. You can play the whole game and not and not really fight like any of the dragons. Dragon Age, you can play through the whole game and never fight a dragon? What is this? No, it's not never play fight a dragon. I don't know what the story does in dragons or stuff like that because I haven't gotten to that point in the final boss or whatever. So there might be a dragon is the final boss or maybe it's something else. I don't know yet. Um, but I've I've made some made a lot of progress and have fought a lot of things and started progressing through the story and made some new companions and stuff and it's it's really fun Is so it, far. Uh, do you do you like it better than the other Dragon Age games so far? I like it better than Dragon Age two. Okay. That was the one that people didn't like as much, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the one that like people didn't like. The as one much. that everyone hated. That's good. Um, <laughs> Dragon Age Origins had so many unique things about it, and I think I was more invested in some of the characters and companions than I am in Dragon Age Inquisition. But I still yeah. really love the world, and the story is pretty interesting. Um, and I like the combat in Dragon Age Inquisition is far more satisfying than. Yeah. Um, age two and a little bit origins origins had it was satisfying in a different way so um but it's been really fun so far and maybe we'll get some dragon age inquisition or dragon age four news eventually eventually i don't know (laughs) we'll see if that studio doesn't get just shut down yeah pretty much so um, I also played a game called Devil's Daggers, which is another game in my Steam library. Um, it literally is just a... You start the game, and you're on this flat platform that's not very big that you can fall off of. It's a first-person perspective. There's one button attack, and monsters start spawning. And it's go until you get killed. With the, and then, Do you have one dagger or two? You have one to start with. Rude. Oh, too bad. Well, you can find new ones, like in Dead Cells, you, right? Like, yeah, I well, maybe. I don't know. I didn't make it. <laughs> I died. First monster so, killed him. No, but see, the first monster is this giant skeleton thing, and it launches, like, eight skeletons at you that float after you. They're like heat-seeker missiles. And then after you start killing some of them, another skeleton appears, and then they both launch eight skeletons so then there's like 30 skeletons chasing after you and then more skeletons appear and they launch more skeletons so it basically is like i got to this point where i had like maybe 60 or 70 little things heat seeking flaming skulls chasing me and died pretty quickly so it does not sound like something i want to play i played it, it not for, sound like fun. so so this is a perspective i i play my scene games for 20 minutes right yeah. before i i'd make a decision I made it eight minutes into this because I died seven or eight times. I don't think I wow, even made it like a death minute. Per minute. I don't even know if I made it a minute into a death before okay. I finally just, was just like, this isn't and very get fun. Dead cells, Rob, and then you'll thank me later. I will. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You'll get it in like 10 years when it's $2. 10 years when it's like a dollar. Free in a humble bundle, actually. <laughs> yeah. Real. We'll get it in a humble bundle and not play it for petty. six years. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Nathan. Nice. Uh, I haven't been playing a ton. Um, I did want to share my experience of uh, playing Red Dead Redemption 2 last night, or a couple nights ago. And I was Mm -hmm. playing a side quest where I was supposed to... I went to find um, this guy who owed 
um, one of the guys in my gang said, uh, money. I was like, hey, you got to pay up. And he's like, no, I, I know where it is. I'm a hunter. I found this cougar that's like this mo- mother of all cougars. And so we go up there. You go in this cave network and then it like splits up. And I'm like, oh, no, why are we splitting up? This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, I start hearing the screaming. I run around. I find his body. He's dead. And I'm your objective is like, kill the cougar. And I'm like, why am I killing the cougar? Why can't I run out of the cave? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> and so I spent like You're the next 20 minutes screaming at my TV. And my wife like took multiple videos of me because like you're walking around the cave looking for the cougar and it suddenly like jumps you. Like jump scares. It's super scary. Yeah, it does jump scares. And then That's you have hilarious. to like try That's and amazing. shoot it and you're holding up a lantern and pit trying to shoot it with a pistol and in another hand uh it was very terrifying but eventually i did beat it i killed the cougar i hope i never go cougar hunting in real life how many times did uh, you shoot the cougar after you killed it uh like at least six like i i I shot it i i think i used like probably like 50 bullets on this cougar I really so wanted to Red make Dead sure Redemption it was dead. 2 is secretly a Resident Evil game and some of the side quests is what you're saying. Exactly. Or, yeah, you know, hunting. Go. Yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, different things you can do in that game. So, so wait, in real yeah, life hunting, is, is that is that what you do too? I've never been before. You, you go into caves and seek out animals in the darkness. Is that how it works? Yep, that's just... exactly how it is. Only if you have a death wish. <laughs> it's every bit what you just described. Yes, totally. No, but uh, I've I've been really enjoying that game. I've only been playing it like maybe an hour an hour a day or something like that. Just kind of playing it in short stints, and the game feels really really good and kind of consuming it in that way where you're wandering around the world and doing some quests and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. But I've tried to play it in really big long chunks. I kind of felt like I got bored by the world. So oh. yeah, that's good to hear. I, I, I've just been hesitant on starting it because I feel like it is one of those games that you have to play in large chunks. And you know, for me, with having kids around, so that's a game I can only really you have play to late play at night when I'm done with everything and they're sleeping. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. 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 It's on my list to play this summer, so we'll we'll see if we get around to it. But Mario Maker, I fear, might just consume uh, my entire summer. <laughs> so. No, Very that's likely. definitely worth checking out. And you already bought it, so you should definitely uh, check it out at some point. Yeah, if you already have. Have yeah, it, I, check will, it out. I will at some point. I just, I don't okay. want to like start it and then like not get back to it. Like I want to make sure I, kind of don't really have any other single player games I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. It's been a been a good show. I'm excited uh, to see uh, who gets the most predictions right on uh, E3 uh, this next week. And uh, yeah, I can't all... believe E3 is uh, next week already. Yeah, yeah it has it, come up really fast this year. It does does seem like it snuck up on us this year but uh always an exciting one of the most exciting parts of the year so uh for all, all you listeners you can definitely expect us to be uh, sharing all of our favorite e3 announcements um pretty much for the whole episode next week so that'll be a big uh, yeah. news and reaction heavy episode uh, you can yeah expect that uh, two weeks uh, from today and we will uh talk to you guys later you can find us on twitter at hey listen underscore games we will leave you with the super mario world and credits theme by koji kondo enjoy everyone happy e3 Woo! see ya